the, the immediate background, somebody at the back there said, if you say France in 1940, you, somebody used the word surrender. I think it was you at the back there. Surrender, yeah. The French gave up very quickly. They were defeated in six weeks. And the defeat was utterly humiliating for the French people. And I can't exaggerate the humiliation of the defeat. France supposedly had the second greatest army in Europe, if not indeed the greatest army in Europe. And it capitulated in six weeks. Just, it, it's the greatest humiliation of any military power, probably, since the last time France was humiliated, I suppose, which was in 1870, which took bit longer actually. But in 1914 the French army had held out against the Germans for four years in terrible circumstances. Humiliation. Not just the collapse of the army but a huge panic of the civilian population. Suddenly was called the exod which in English means the exodus. There was a kind of exodus of civilians. They took to the streets, they, they piled, their, you see an uh, old man pulling a, a, a cart, his children pushing some things behind and then some mattresses, a few things they've got in there, desperately trying to escape the Germans. Humiliation, total and utter humiliation. That's the first thing. Second, that's the background to what I'm talking about. Second thing, the French sign an armistice with Germany. Surrender. It is a surrender. They sign an armistice. And that armistice divides the country into several parts, but let's not worry about all the parts, basically two main parts. The occupied zone, which is that area there, and the unoccupied zone, which is that area there. In the occupied zone, there were Germans. Hitler said, we will occupy the north of the country. So Paris, for example, is full of Germans. In the unoccupied zones, technically, the German, you notice, by the way, the Germans kept the coasts because they, for, for security reasons, they didn't worry, they, they kept the Atlantic and, and Channel coasts, uh, but they allowed the French to have the Mediterranean coast. That's the Italian zone. Now, in the south of France, the unoccupied zone, the French set up a puppet government at a town called Vichy, which is there. Now, Vichy had been completely insignificant in French history up to that point. Do you know what Vichy was famous for before that event? Cheese. Cheese? No, I don't, no, no, I'm sorry. sorry. Your, your, you, so far, your guesses have been, or your knowledge has been great, but no, I don't think there's any Vichy cheese. But spa, yes. Uh, in other words, water. Uh, that, uh, best water you can have, by the way. Uh, much better than all those horrible English waters that have got no taste. If I strongly recommend Vichy. It's slightly salty. It's, got really, it's really good. So it was famous as a spa town. You got water. You went to, like, like Bath. So it's a bit as if the capital of France became Bath, or Cheltenham, or Harrogate, or Landridnod Wells or some pathetic place. I probably am insulting. I probably everybody here comes from one of those places. So I've landed. A, but in other words, a place with no major historic. Why do you think they ended up in this place? Oh, that place, Vichy. Why do you think they ended up there? Because spa towns have hotels. And there were lots of hotels. And there's lots of space. And so the government moved into these hotels and took over this, all the all the, the tourists were pushed out and the government moved in. The head of the government was this man, Marshal Pétain, great First World War French hero. The equivalent, I suppose, if you want a British equivalent, Hague in the First World War. But a good Hague, not a bad Hague. Uh, he, he was a man who was revered like a kind of god in France. 
He was seen as the only military figure who really cared about the soldiers, who'd won the Battle of Verdun. He was like a godlike figure, a patriot. He was very old in 1940, he was 84 years old. But everybody thought, well, if Petter is heading the government, it's got to be okay, it's got to be okay. So that's the third thing, humiliation of defeat. Secondly, division of the country. And thirdly, this aged war hero taking over this puppet government in Vichy. And he became the, the centre of a real cult, a cult of called the, the National Revolution. Notice Pétain there, the, the noble, grandfatherly, patriotic figure with a French flag behind. And this, it became like a sort of fascist regime. It wasn't exactly fascist, but it was about uh, nationalism and restoring family values and youth movements. And it was, it was very much many of the values we associate with fascism. What else did Pétain's regime do, the Vichy regime? Well, here we see Pétain again. There he is. And who is he with there? Sorry? Hitler. Hitler. And now, of course, had I not read this, this thing in the, in the paper today, I read a thing in the, do you see the thing in the paper today about Hitler? This poll of school children and 20% of people thought that Hitler, when asked who Hitler was, they thought he was a German football coach in the 1930s. Now, you presumably do, since you're all serious historians here, know that that is not the case. So, we've got Hitler and Petain shaking hands at Montois. Montois was a, a insignificant railway station in the middle of France where Hitler and Petain met on the 23rd of October 1940. And after that meeting, Petain made a speech to the French people and he said, now I am entering down the road of collaboration. So suddenly, the word is out there, collaboration. Now, what does your average French person think? They think, well, if Petain says it's okay to collaborate with Hitler, if the greatest patriot living in France says it's okay, Presumably it is okay. Presumably he's got his reasons. Presumably he's, you know, there's a secret double game he's playing, or perhaps Hitler's not so bad, or whatever. So the French are confused. They don't know where right is or where wrong is. Their greatest hero is shaking hands with the man who a few months ago had been their greatest enemy. It's all too complicated. So my question is, what do most French people do in this situation? Well. Most of them can't do. One possibility, of course, is to do what he did, the man I'm going to be writing a book about for the next three years, de Gaulle. De Gaulle was an unknown general in 1940, and he went to London. And from London, you see him doing speaking on the BBC. And he made a very famous speech. In fact, perfect. Do you know the date that de Gaulle made his speech? the 18th of June, in today, in other words. That's why I just suddenly realized it's today. <laughs> he made a speech. This is the anniversary of de Gaulle's speech from London, the 18th of June, 1940, which is also, by the way, the anniversary of the Battle of Waterloo, when the, when the, when the, the British uh, beat the French. And he knew that. But anyway, he wasn't going to say this is the anniversary of the Battle of Waterloo, because he was in London. And from London, he said, we are now, we are not defeated. We are going to resist from London. All is not lost. We have an empire, we have the Americans, we have the British, all is not lost. And in London, he and his very, very small group of followers produced this poster 
in, I think the date there, I can't quite, I think it's the, uh, that, that's, I don't think it's the 18th of June, it's a little bit later. And the poster begins, the French have lost the battle, but France has not lost the war. And that was basically de Gaulle's idea. The battle of France is lost, but the war is not lost. But the number of people who could go to London and follow de Gaulle was tiny, even if they wanted to. I mean, how do you get there? There's no channel tunnel, there are no ferries, there's no regular... Uh, France and Britain aren't actually at war, but France is an enemy of Britain now. So very few French people can do that. So most French people are stuck in France. Some go to America, but again, few can. So what do you do in France if you... Well, what, what do you do? Well, what are you faced by? Well, you're faced by, if you're in occupied France, uh, sorry, I, I want to, before that, what do you do? Okay, what do you do? 